Welcome to the pursuit of wealth, where the H is surrounded by abundance. Join us as we navigate and explore health and wellness topics from mindset to deep health to intentions and everything in between. We welcome you with open hearts, open minds, and with the hopeful intention that you'll become a tiny bit better than yesterday. Welcome to the pursuit of wealth, where the H is surrounded by abundance. Today, we will be talking about nutrition coaching. And now I will preface this as I always do and say that this is a very big and bold topic, but we promise there's a point to it all. And when we talk about nutrition coaching, we'd be remiss to suggest that yes, we are all coaches and we all are nutrition coaches. But the topic of conversation is not whether you should work with us. It's more just opening the door to the conversation of what is a nutrition coach? Is that something that would benefit me? What does that look like? And more, what should I be looking for in a nutrition coach? And now we can't answer many of those questions, but perhaps we can, again, open the door and just sort of start that conversation within yourself that idea within yourself. And now today we have coach Julie, Hello. one of my favorite coaches, <laughs> coach Johnny. Julie's Good also morning. my favorite. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and coach Margaret. Hey everyone. I'm getting there. Do you not like Julie? I mean, cause... Uh, I, I also love Julie. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. We just oh, want to leave. I just wanted to make sure, Julie. I didn't know. <laughs> so nutrition coaching. What is it? To me, nutrition coaching is working with someone who can guide you in your approach to food and thinking. And well, I say I help people think, eat, and move in a way that supports their goals. And those three things have to work together. Now, a nutrition coach isn't necessarily a fitness coach as well, but many are. But thinking and eating go hand in hand. Um, I don't really, I don't believe that you can separate the two of them because thoughts and emotions drive our eating in many ways. And so a nutrition coach is someone who can give you that objective viewpoint and ask you the hard questions and help guide you I look at a nutrition coach because I also work with one. My nutrition coach is my GPS. I tell, I decide where I want to go and the coach helps guide me with step-by-step, maybe directions, maybe suggestions. And when I get off course, we recalculate and start again. When you get off course, how does your nutrition coach respond to that? 
Well, it depends on the reason. Sometimes we try things that just end up not working real well. But the only way to know what's going to work and what's not going to work is to try and experiment. So I stay very open-minded about the different things that we do. And when we realize something isn't working, we look at, okay, how am I doing it? Why am I doing it? What about it isn't working? Is anything about it working? And how can we adjust it? Or do we just set it aside and, and pick a different, um, a different thing to try? So, or honor it, too. or honor it, right? And say, good, excellent. It. It's all feedback. So now we right. know that that didn't work. So now we don't have to worry about that anymore. Now let's go this way. Turn a new page. Yeah. So when we look about, when we talk about nutrition coaching, if I said to, I, you know, any of the coaches here, Hey, I want you to, um, I, I need some help. Can you, uh, I need a nutrition coach. I don't know what to eat. I need you to help me. Help me find find me for things to eat. I need to know what to eat. Is that is that is that who I would go to you for, or is that what I would go to you for? Any of you? So it could be a starting point. It can be a starting point. It, it can it can be the first thought that comes into your mind whenever you're seeking to become better. It's not necessarily what you you are going to find on the other side. Um, you know, like when it's, it's okay. It's like picking up the phone and calling someone with, with expectations and a question, like, what should I eat today? The other side of the phone is going to tell you, I am not going to tell you what to eat, but I can guide you and show you and teach you what are your best choices, but you are the one making the choices. I don't know if I made it a little bit clear there but i'm trying to make an example because it it it's it's a good it's a good starting point for anyone that's interested in becoming better feeling better looking better and we we have grown at least i grew my entire life in just with a term of diet and being on a diet was someone telling me what to eat at what time how many times and that's how i grew up and then now that I, I embraced this journey, um, I really understand that none of that was sustainable. And that's why I didn't stay on a diet for longer than three months. If even I made it for three months, I would say 30 days was like my peak. And then I would just say like, I'm done with this. So by, by reaching out to a nutrition coach and asking them, to tell you what to eat it's it, it's just not going to be sustainable on the long run and nutrition needs to be a part of your life from now until we die literally because we need to, to eat in order to have the fuel to perform in our daily basis so it, it's okay to reach out to a nutrition coach and probably we we are going to be able to help you we're just not going to be able to tell you exactly what to eat because I, whenever I see, like, whenever I'm going to be choosing up my proteins and my carbs for my week, I personally do not like sweet potato. And it's one of the best carbs out there, you know? You don't and like I personally, sweet potato? Oh, I do not. <laughs> Sorry, but it's, 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 can it's I, true. Can you mute her? 
<laughs> but you but know, you're like, right. You're right. That would have been. It's it's one of the first things that I think of if course would would tell you to eat. They would say, "Oh, you have to eat sweet potatoes as your main carbohydrate source." And then I would have failed immediately. So is that a moment of failure? No. There's a, a hundred of the choices. Let's be flexible. You know. Yes. Well, and that's and a nutrition the thing of it. And a nutrition coach is going to say, "Why? You know, what? What is your goal?" I thought you meant why. What, what do you potatoes? think? What's that? I thought you meant why. Why doesn't oh. she like sweet potatoes? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I love some sweet potatoes, but I'm not supposed to have them right now. But, uh, but yeah, you know, you, the nutrition coach is going to ask you why. Why are you asking this? What What do you think is the right thing to do? Right. Because it's a guy. What? what is the purpose? Right. right. It, it's it's not this one size fits all. And, you know, I am inspired to say this based on a Facebook post that I came across. If this sounds like you, keep listening to this podcast. I want to stop eating like crap. Um, I could use other words there. I am sick of my body. I put on 20 pounds because of COVID. What do I do? Mm-hmm. I don't want to eat sugar anymore. It's bad for me. What do I do? I just need to lose weight. If you've uttered or said any of these, this is, this is a good place to start because you're there. You're, you're starting, you're opening the door to a future conversation with your future self. You might not know what that looks like. You might not know what that feels like because you've probably never been there. But it's an opening of the door to finding something for you. And that may very well be a nutrition coach. What else I know about nutrition coaching is sometimes it has less to do with food. Mm-hmm. Because there's so many other pieces of our life that surround food in different scenarios, right? We all have stress eaten. What does that look like? Is it appropriate to stress eat sometimes? Sure, why not? It's just honoring that and understanding that. Sleep, sleep drives how much of our life? It's one of the pillars. To be a nutrition coach would be to pay attention to, you know, the person's sleep habits and what does that look like? I mean, there's there's so many facets of nutrition outside of nutrition that all speak to it, that all become a player within this. What does your activity look like? You know, there's so many places to go. It's not just eat this, don't eat that, you'll be a-okay. Because even when Margaret said before, diet, diet, I, I, my insides go, oh, that's a terrible word. I don't know of a person who can hear the word diet and think that it's a beautiful, wonderful thing. Because if you tell me diet, I'm standing in front of my fridge and I'm probably going to throw a hissy fit like a two-year-old if you come near it, because what does that look like? You're going to tell me I can't eat this or I can't eat that. That's not what we do. That's not what I do. Similar to Margaret, I mean, that's all I've grown up with personally is diet. There's no other word in the vocabulary which didn't create any more thoughts other than if you're fat, you need to lose weight. Or if you have a bad diet, try to go to Whole Foods. You know, that that's what all I was personally exposed to. Now, coming on the other side, 
it's completely different. And I am the one that's educating others, friends, family, colleagues, those that um, are, are referred to me, is first to expand the mind. It, so in nutrition, I like to expand it very holistically, not only to food, but also to work, to purpose, self and relaxation, to become more in tune with yourself, to really listen to your body, to listen to your own dialogue, and also to be with through either a visualization or uh, meditation, yoga, exercise, however that comes, whatever that answer is to them, so that they can be in flow to what's comfortable with themselves. Because if not, then they'll still be in a place of feeling stuck, lost, frustrated, and um, uh, I don't know what the right word is, not delirium, but like in this place of unknowing. Personally, that's where I've been so long, so I know the feeling far too well. And if I'm not careful, then I fall back into it. But only knowing on the other side, I myself can guide others how to get out of it, how to do change psychology how to really create practices. And if I don't know, I think we all need to be vulnerable in what we don't know or what we can't do, we don't. What is that expression? What we can't know, we can't do. Because I, I've been there. And I've had to become vulnerable enough to ask, to reach out to, you know, like Julie, Margaret, um, Tiffany, you. If you know something far more than I do, rather than me trying to answer all on my own, at least for, you know, us, like, I don't know, a, a strong man or a very independent woman that really wants to do everything on their own, it comes at a place that you just need to decide that you can't do it, that you need a support group, you need a coach, you need a counselor. But without having that as part of your uh, speech, your comfort, um, then you're just not going to do it, or it's very difficult to make that decision. There has to be some kind of trigger to trigger wanting a coach or wanting a support group. And if that trigger never comes, or if it's not strong enough, or if you're at a place of just really stubborn to try and figure out on your own, then the change is going to come very, very much more difficult than, than would otherwise. And you might give up on it. Well, and the, the, reality, the reality is that in most cases, if, if people could do it on their own, they would do it on their own. And it's, and it's admitting that, you know, I mean, there, isn't very, there aren't very many areas of life where we don't need support and, you know, it, working together with someone. And one of the things I find with my clients is they say they come to me for weight loss. And, you know, I help them with that, but that's not what they leave with. They might, they, they'll leave with weight loss, but they'll leave with a completely different way of thinking about themselves and their body and, and food and how it is an integral part of their life. And the food won't feel like it controls their choices anymore because that's where the coaching magic happens. Well, and I think to your point, Julie, what you've said before, it's, there's no magic to the number on the scale, mm -hmm. though that may be, may be the impetus towards a future journey for ourselves, it's never just that one thing. Now with the caveat of, okay, if you're a bodybuilder, yes, it probably is just that one thing. But outside right. of all of that, it really isn't just that one thing. And, but it can inspire us enough to seek outwards. 
you know, and if we look at, I was in Barnes and Nobles, I don't know, a couple months ago. They're still in business? They are. They are. <laughs> really? They're too far between, but oh gosh, when I just walk into Barnes and Nobles, something about being surrounded by words and books, it just, it, it's so, I love the space. And so there is one near me. And so we went and we were just walking around, just looking, you know, and I stood in front of the food and nutrition um, portion of the bookstore. And I went, holy crap. No wonder why this is so hard. Now, take that conversation, right? So you, you, you're looking at all the titles of the book. You might not know where to pivot. You might see a book that is attractive because there's a reason for it to be attractive, right? That's why it's there. You pick it up and decide, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And I don't know, maybe it's the whole 30, maybe it's paleo, maybe it's keto, because generally these are just the things that you'll see. And then you start doing it. It's probably not all that appropriate for you. I mean, there can't just be one thing that it, 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 it can't be that easy where you go into a bookstore, you find the book and you walk away. Now you take that bookstore and now walk into a grocery store. How many different things are you going to see in that grocery store? Now, say you choose paleo or, or what have you. Walk through the grocery store and see how many times you see that word. You will buy thousands of products trying to fit in this, say, paleo box or whole, well, it says whole 30. Well, it says whole 30. Well, it says whole 30. No wonder why this is so hard for everyone. It's hard for me. How do you know where to go? How do you know what's right for you based on advertising and marketing? But it might be that one thing that inspires you. And so where so, do you go? Yeah, and so much of it is just marketing. Just because it matches what you're trying to do, it doesn't make it right or the appropriate thing for you. You know, and, and let's talk about nutrition in a completely different way, if just for one minute. Does nutrition, does what you eat, meaning if I was to look at somebody's skin, okay, I look at your skin, does what you eat have something to do with that? 100%. Absolutely, it does. So if I were to suggest that my skin is a certain way, now you're saying it could be because of the food that I eat. Wow, that's interesting. I get super gassy after I eat lunch. Should I be looking at my food? Yeah, of course. Oh, interesting. My joints hurt. Should I be looking at my yep. food? Inflammation hmm. from, from the food that you had, you know? Well, and here's that's the main... That's the main start. It is. Point. It's it's the only thing we it's the only thing we have. It's the only thing we can really control is what we put in. And you know the the sad fact is that medical doctors get um, last I saw about less well fewer than eight hours of nutrition education in medical school. So a lot of times the doctors don't actually know what to tell you about your food. And a good case in example is a, a friend of mine, early 30s, male, um, survived mostly on pizza and Pepsi. And 
That he had fantastic. some terrible problems with his health, as you can imagine, and kept going back to the doctor. And in the end, he was on 17 different medications. Many of the medications were to take care of the side effects from other medications. And never once, um, his wife, I worked with his wife, and his, I, his wife finally asked the doctor, can you please talk to him about his diet? And his, the doctor said, that has nothing to do with it. And when her dog was sick, the, the vet and everybody said that the dog wasn't going to make it more than a couple of weeks. But she took it upon herself to feed the dog grilled chicken and mashed up sweet potato and rice and broccoli. And the dog not only regained its health, but ended up with a shiny, beautiful coat. And, and this guy, her husband said, wow, that was amazing. You just changed what he was eating and he just got healthy. She's wow. like, amazing. You know, maybe I can do that for you. He's like, oh, no, that I'm not doing that. God. <laughs> you know, it's so far it's, away for the dog, but not for himself. Yeah. yeah, right. We can, you know, so we're talking about, okay, how my skin looks relates to nutrition. We're talking, you know, let's talk about an autoimmune. If somebody listening to this has an autoimmune, that directly correlates to nutrition. And these are very large topics. And, and, and how do you even know where to pivot? Yeah. I mean, truly, where do you, how do you know where to go? You start small. Yeah, you, you can't know. I mean, I'm, I'm a nutrition coach and I have an autoimmune issue and my autoimmune issue is flaring and I have a pretty healthy diet and I'm working with a doctor and a coach to figure it out because it all traces back to the gut. Well, guess what helps the gut or hinders the gut? No, there isn't anything else. <laughs> no. And I think, you know, there's, there's a lot of this coming out. And again, this research is only a couple of years old, but gut microbiome, when they talk, when you hear the words, your gut is the second brain, there's a reason for that. It has an impact on our thoughts, on our feelings, on our emotions. So if we're talking about nutrition, can the food I eat be altering my thoughts, my feelings, and my emotions Better is a resounding yes. And that is a new place to even think about. Yeah. But it's the last, it's the last possibility that someone right. considers. Yeah, for sure. You know, like Jay Shetty, when he posts videos through Instagram, when you're just scrolling through, you're always looking for the highlights, um, you know, beautiful places, food, but then Jay Shetty comes on with this inspiring video that's really well done. But the message is so serene that it just makes us makes me personally stop and like think. There was just a, a video from Jay Shetty um, because I'm a fan of him. Uh, I was scrolling through Instagram yesterday and he put up his latest video on relationships. And there was this guy, he was a teacher, um, didn't really go to the gym. But he was a bike rider. He maybe biked like 15, 20 miles a day. He was very happy with his life. But the girlfriend that he was with always tried to control the way that he should be, should present himself, um, to be someone that he's completely not. So there was a few different scenes. One scene for the gym specifically, just complaining about his body. Oh, you need bigger biceps. So I got you a gym membership. 
He's like, oh, well, I don't need a gym membership. I just went on a 15-mile bike ride. She's like, well, my men, I like my men to have big, strong biceps. So you'll start going next week. Um, and then with a job for his promotion, he was a teacher. He loved what he, do he does, the service of giving kids education. His girlfriend said, oh, well, we're going to have a dinner party tonight, and I'll get you that, uh, that new promotion. Here, I'll update your resume. So they went to the dinner party, and she sweet-talked uh, his manager. And then at the end of it, at the end of the dinner party, she's the one that gave him the resume so that he can get the higher salary. The lesson was is that you should, when you're in a relationship, appreciate who your partner is rather than what you want them to be, to have a sort of false view in the idea of that person. And I think that really aligns with us as coaches and us as people as well. Um, we come from the industry, which I, I think is very interesting and unique. At least when I became so infatuated with coaching before I knew what it was, I just wanted a way to hold you know, my friend accountable. He wanted to be a writer to go into a master's program. So I'm like, is there actually an industry or actually a job that you can hold someone accountable and be really like compassionate and empathetic to you know and apparently that's coaching <laughs> um in its very basic form but that is really what lightened me mm. yeah because anybody can get i mean well and if we're going to start on the topic of coaching it's coaching is not prescriptive and so many people out there, it's like, just tell me what to do. Tell me what to eat. Tell me, you know, give me a menu plan. But that's never, that's never worked for anyone in the long term in the history of ever. And if you look at professional athletes and you look at professional business people, you know, CEOs, they all have coaches. They all have mentors. Um, because, yeah, because a coach is someone who is doing this usually for a living rather than just, I'm in the mood for this, that, or the other thing, or I suddenly decided I wanted to change this thing. And they, so they do it. I think I said this on my video, my last Facebook live is that, you know, you want to, you go to a hairdresser because they, they professionally do your hair. You could probably learn how to do that, but you would, it would take a lot of time. And yeah, especially in Johnny's case, it would take a lot of time and effort to learn how to do that the same way they do, but they do it for a living. So you go to them because they help you you know, it's what you want. You go to a mechanic because they're professionals and they know what they, they're doing and they do that all day, every day. And you go there for support and assistance. Same with you going to a doctor. So when it comes to nutrition, there's just so much that we don't know that people don't know or you can't see outside of yourself. So that person as a coach is a sounding board and an objective viewpoint and a person who can give you that support that maybe you don't even know you well, and if you are in a, you know, and I say adult, because typically that follows, um, you know, bills and work and things like that, right? But we can look at all four of us here. How many people have we hired last week to do something? You could have hired Peapod to deliver you groceries. That's, you know what I mean? Like, right? You're hiring people. We are hiring people all of the time to what we deem is important. So when it comes to something like our nutrition, you know, when we're looking at, at, do we need a coach? Do we not even need a coach? When, when you're, in my opinion, 
you know, if, if an individual is saying, tell me what to do, I don't think that they're enlightened enough to be open enough to have a coach yet. There's, there's step one, right? Mm -hmm. Because what happens when people, you know, you know, and we say people and, and, and whatever, but you know, if I say, Hey, Julie, that's it. I'm never eating sugar again. That's it. I am never, never. Do you hear me? Never. <laughs> what about cookies? Oh crap. Now I can't have cookies. Right. You set such a, you know, that's, that's not a very honest and, and you want it to be honest because you've said it, but it doesn't make it honest because you, you know, which of us here can live the rest of our life without sugar. I don't think any of us can mm -hmm. in, in, in truth. Right. But perhaps it's not sugar. That's the problem. Instead of coming around it and looking at it from a different angle, well, maybe I'm just eating too much of the sugar. Okay, cool. So we don't need to take it all away. That's a different approach. Again, that comes from that punishing idea. I'm so hungover, I'm never drinking alcohol again. Yeah. Probably not true. And that's okay. But how do you avoid those certain behaviors? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so being open to these different ideas, you know, like I say, you know, for, for the people that I coach, I'm here to guide you. That's it. You own the whole process. We'll try different things. If it doesn't work, if it doesn't fit, then we try something else. There's no one size fits all. There's no, everyone I know does this. It, it's not going to work for everyone. It's not. And it's meeting people where they're at. Because again, we've talked about this in the last podcast, you know, to have this conversation and say, okay, you need to go all organic. You need to up your protein. You need to, you know, and start firing away all these things. The person that you're coaching might not even be there. Where are they? How do you meet them where they are? You know, Margaret, you have a, you have a nutrition coach, right? I do. Yes. So do you think it would be okay for your nutrition coach to prescribe exactly to me what she's doing for you? No, not, not ever. Right. Not, because no. it's two very different. She's meeting you where you're at, which is a very and I different wasn't, place. And the most curious thing is I, I am not where I was a month ago. So she's, you know, a nutrition coach beyond meeting me where I'm at. She's meeting me every single day where I'm currently at every single day. And every week is not the same. And I have really good weeks and I have really bad weeks. And sometimes the only thing that really counts is not what I ate or what I did is what, you know, the encouragement of keep going forward, because that's really what's it all about. It's about a progress where I want to get and how I'm going to get there, you know, and we tend to whenever and you were talking about hiring new people every time or every day for different things. It's curious because, and it happened to me when I was building a fence in my house, you know, you, you picture. And also when I'm building furniture, uh, I, I, I have this design and I, I envision it's going to take me three weeks to build it. And somehow I finished it in seven to 10 weeks and by week five I'm like oh my god why is it taking me so long and then the you start getting discouraged and you know all this frustration comes into play but then somehow you you have to get things done 
So it's all about how am I going to move forward in order to finish this product for whomever you're designing it. So coming back to nutrition, I I definitely envision this. We always say, oh, summer is coming. And then you're like, and I need to lose 10 pounds. Because that's kind of the magic number when you're relating it to losing weight. 10 pounds is the magic number every time. And it's, it's actually hard to get 10 pounds down, you know. It's and, easy and, to gain 10 pounds if you're not paying oh. attention. Mm-hmm. Yes. That was the something my, is, yep. I was just going to say that's something my grandfather used to always say, which is kind of funny to think about now, right? But he would say it didn't happen in a day. How could it reverse the other way? You didn't get rich in a day. You can't get poor. Well, I guess you probably can. But do you, do you know what I'm saying? Like, like the likelihood of it actually happening. Yeah. Sure, stock market and stuff like that. But you know, you have a hundred dollars. You know, it, it might have taken you X amount of time to get there. You know, so money is a poor example, actually. <laughs> <laughs> like a very poor example. But I'll show losing, you how to lose money real yeah, quick. <laughs> no kidding. Here I go. I'm losing a hundred dollars. But even if you, if you, you know, it doesn't have to be nutrition. It could be. Uh, a fitness goal or or something, you know, whatever it is, it didn't happen in a day. It certainly can't go the other way in a day. No, and I, I look at it like learning a language because really learning a language is a skill. You have to start with the alphabet and basic words and basic phrases and you build up from there. Nutrition is no different. We may think we know certain certain things about nutrition but there's a lot we don't know and and that whole you don't know what you don't know being able to go in open-minded instead of saying just just tell me what to do um which to me says that well i don't that person doesn't really want to make fundamental changes um so they're not ready like you said they're not ready for coaching but but this learning together and learning step by step and building that vocabulary and building those phrases and paragraphs and learning, you know, piece by piece and practicing over and over and over. That's really the only way you can learn your body and how food feels for you and how food helps you reach your goal. Um, yeah, yeah, and for, it's, food is always convenient me, to you as well whether you yeah. like it or not, you know, just like life is, we have life coaching, you're living your life. So it's kind of an odd thing to think about. Well, why do I need a coach for my life? But those that are really struggling and vulnerable enough to say that I need help, I can't do this on my own. I need a sounding board or I need a mirror. I need someone that has been kind of where I'm at, has gone through the trenches and come out on the other side, being a lot more knowledgeable, a lot more appreciative. Um, <clears throat> to then guide me in some way. Same thing with food, you know. We've always grown up with mama's home cooking. And, you know, when we live on our own, you know, we we eat every day. Now, does that serve us? Maybe, maybe not. But we always want to be better. And having that along with, you know, having purpose towards our goals, whether it's losing weight or whether it's bulking, whether it's, you know, just bring more appreciative of the meal and being at the table is what we should consider. Sure. Yeah. Definitely, I would I would encourage everyone to take a step back and just think about what really nutrition is. 
And nutrition is more than the food that we put into our mouths, you know? And I mean by this, by saying like, if you eat, you have energy. And, and I can ask this question to a million people. And the answer is always going to be almost the same. Like, how do you feel after lunch? And ev almost everyone will say, oh, I get so sleepy. I feel so, I don't have energy to keep going the rest of the afternoon on my second half of my shift or whatever. Or, or even like I have a friend, she's a nurse and, and she's always telling me how she struggles even to eat because her night shifts are just horrible. Her schedule is all flipped around. And I'm like, well, do you snack? But when I'm, when I'm asking her about her snacks is like, are you having a good snack or just, you know, lays out of the vending machine? Right. And all of those things, once you start learning and tweaking and changing these little things, food related, your actual life and how you perform on your daily basis is life changing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like people think, ah, how am I going to? hire a nutrition coach it's just changing it's just finding this diet and following it is it really no it's not it's not because still the common perception but that's why yeah. we're here to try to change that definition and expand the exactly. viewpoint well and it's exactly. it's about relationships it's about a relationship with food it's about our emotional relationship um with ourselves and with food and it's about our relationship with our body. And, and I don't think that people think about it in that way. It's like, what do you mean my relationship with food? What, what is that, mm -hmm. right? I mean, we've talked about that already, but we also have that relationship with our body. And if you stop long enough to listen to what's going on, that inner conversation, what words is that inner voice using? You know, is, is it supporting you or is it berating you or whatever? Because our thoughts cause us to release neurochemicals and those neurochemicals can cause stress in our bodies. And the more stress we have, well, we all know what stress does when it's negative. It's not supportive of good health. It does. It breaks down all kinds of processes in the body, elevates your cortisol levels, it, you know, blood pressure. It does a lot of different things. Um, so, so thoughts feed us as well as food and and working with a coach i think helps you get through some of those processes and recognizing where you know where that where that relationship may be breaking down a little bit additionally to be more clear-headed and also to be tested against mm -hmm. you know when we look at ourselves we like to confirm our own beliefs mm -hmm. our own community our own desires our wants our, our needs to ourselves then we justify that but, it, you know, it, it's very selfish. So when we have someone like a coach that can actually test us and our ideas and um, the words that we give ourselves or in our own descriptions of the way that we see our world, when a coach stops us, say, wait, why do you think this? Or what does that mean to you? Give a reason where you could see the opposite of what you just said. Giving those prompts makes us stop our neurological patterns, our thought processes. And if we're ever so willing to be able to expand that perception in something much larger, 
and if getting coaching long enough, creating new pathways to be thinking differently, to establishing a new contract to ourselves that's more positive, more enlightened. What does working with a nutrition coach look like? You, I think my, my best advice to somebody would be see if the see if the coach has most coaches should have a free consultation because it's a it's in everybody's best interest to make sure that there's a good connection there and so you talk to the coach and they'll guide you through some questions to discover what are your goals you know what where are you coming from how much do you know what what are you what kind of support are you looking for and you know, and then here's what I do in my approach and what I can, how I think I can help you or to say, this isn't my area of specialty, but I, most coaches will have a network of coaches. They, they know when they work with so that referrals, because it, good nutrition coaches don't criticize other coaches or even other programs. Good nutrition coaches take a pretty agnostic view of diets and diet programs. And yes, we don't really support the idea of a diet program, but by the same token, sometimes, you know, we have to look at, well, that's great. It means the person has this desire to change, right? So we take those things into account. So we look at what are the goals? How do you want to get there? What are your expectations? What kind of support do you need? And here's how I work. And if there's a good fit there, then you sign on for maybe one-on-one -on -one coaching, maybe a group program. But I think the biggest factor with a nutrition coach is, is being able to do it for a longer period of time than a 30-day diet or a two-week diet or even a three, you know, three months really to me is the minimum time required to start seeing the outcome of some of the fundamental changes a coach will guide you through because it takes your body time to change and adapt. And so being able to set those realistic expectations for you as a coach's job rather than saying, yeah, I can help you, you know, and then just on you go with no plan and no results. So ideally, you know, if you're looking at a nutrition coach, I mean, I would suggest it's probably, and, and, you know, forgive me if I'm, if I'm misstating, but I mean, we're, I would probably assume that a year at least would be a good time frame. It would be a great time frame. Most people aren't quite that patient, but it's really, if you, it depends on the, the level of the changes you want to make, but right. a year is ideal in my opinion, but three months minimum. Because I think that there's a certain amount of, okay, you need to experience a lot within, mm -hmm. within your nutrition coach, not within your nutrition coach, but within that time with your nutrition coach to, because if I'm going to hire somebody for myself, I need to be stressed. Okay. What does that look like? Right. What does this look like? What does that look like? Because ideally I want to walk away being able to pursue my journey, be flexible to what may come up, be flexible to mm -hmm. changes. Yeah. I can't do that if I haven't experienced it. Exactly. And you have to, to get guidance to help navigate parties and holidays right. and stressors and, you know, God help us, but, you know, maybe even funerals or, or trauma or celebrations. And, you know, it's it because life isn't ever just one thing. I became a holistic nutritionist before I got into nutrition coaching because 
it's important to look, you are a whole being, you have a whole life. And there are a lot of other factors, as we've already discussed, besides what you eat. And those all need to be taken into account. It's not just one thing. And like I say, with the people that I work with, I'm here to help you have your cake and eat it too. Yes. And I say that because people can respond to that and identify with that. That doesn't yes. mean let's have cake every day and I'm going to lose a ton of weight. No, that's not, that's not gluten free, right? <laughs> dairy free, low histamine. I mean, whatever. Uh, sounds delicious. Here's your ice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you know, it comes from, it comes from a place of just learning to be flexible. And if you're prescribing to any one thing, that's what is limited, the flexibility, right? Yeah. Like you said, Julie, I need to know for myself how to go to a party. Yeah. I need to know how to go to a cookout. And if I do go to that cookout, I have two options. I can either choose option A, which is maybe I bring my own food. That makes me feel really good. I am going to enjoy doing that. Or option B is I really don't want to make, you know, prepare food. I'm going to eat the food there. So we have two of those options. And it's just about honoring the option that you choose and just going for it. Yeah. And it's about being flexible, right? And it's about, like you just said, the magic word, in my opinion, it's about making choices and learning how to make those choices without any guilt attached, without any pressure attached. And sometimes you're just going to eat the cookies. And that's totally fine. It's so interesting. I was working with this woman and she, I said, um, it was about two o'clock and she said, oh, I'm so sorry. Somebody just brought in my lunch. And I was like, oh, what do you have it? And she's like, oh, I don't want to tell you. <laughs> and I'm like, what? She's like, well, no, I, 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 I'm so sorry. It, no, I, I just don't want to tell you. And I'm like, no, I want to, I, you know, can you, you know, maybe if you could share, do you trust me enough to share? So she's like, fine, you're just not going to like it. It's KFC. And I was like, really, you got KFC today? She's like, well, I've been thinking about it for the past two months. And it's just something that I've always enjoyed. And I, I just couldn't stop thinking about it. So today I finally got it. And I was like, I'm so proud of you. That is going to be delicious. And you, I bet, are going to enjoy that. And I, I could see her face. And she's like, what? Yeah. I was like, if you've been thinking about that for two months and now it's here, I want you to enjoy it. Enjoy the hell out of it. And don't punish yourself over it. Yeah. You know, how often are we looking for somebody to affirm our punishing thoughts or actions. I've been bad. Yeah. Um, how have you been bad? Oh, you had a cookie? No, you're right. That is the definition of bad. As a matter of fact, I'm going to call the police. That is so bad. <laughs> well, yeah. And it's, you know, it's taking the judgment away from food and taking the judgment away from our choices. Because we said before, food is just food. It isn't good or bad. You're not good or bad for having eaten it. It's just food. I personally see it like, because I've been through all of the stages, I think, uh, good and bad. And like, depending on where I am at training, because I really base, for me, it's more performing at the gym than anything else. Um, but for example, there's sometimes that I've been injured and it really comes to what I'm eating at home and how I'm looking and how I'm feeling. Um, and then, for example, like uh, last week, it was my birthday and I'm injured. So I've been taking extra care of my like my nutrition lately because I'm not I'm not working out as I'm normally working out. But then my my birthday came up 
And I was like, you know what? I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do this today. I'm gonna take a day off and it's okay, you know? That's the good part about working with a nutrition coach. Just hearing those magic words of it's okay to enjoy today and it's going to be better to pick it up tomorrow and we continue where we left off, you know, where we end up being. So you didn't and then anything. it's a no, 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 it doesn't ruin anything. You, you kind of think like whenever you're, we always, we always look at the bad thing, like a, the bad side of everything. We tend to do that. We don't, we really don't acknowledge the, our little wins. And I think that's also like the main or the most important thing a coach brings into your life. What are your thoughts about weighing a little bit higher you know and i'm like i actually don't care so you start letting go of one thing and then you start giving in into another and experimenting and you know it's it's a balance between doing what you need to do and relating what you're doing with how you're feeling and when i when we talk about food it's all about the emotions like why did you eat that cookie have you been overstressing about work, about something in your house, about, you know, not sleeping well at night? There's so many things behind I ate that cookie that you actually don't really realize until you actually have a conversation and you're starting to acknowledge all these little things. Cookie, can you believe I had that cookie? Now imagine if my conversation went like this. Hey, Margaret. I did something bad. I had grilled chicken and some yeah. broccoli <laughs> and a cup of rice. I'm so sorry. Right? Like, why wouldn't that? That would never be a conversation where you go, I cannot believe I had egg whites for breakfast. Darn it. I had egg whites again. Oh, I'm so mad. I had egg whites. No. And I wouldn't even look to celebrate that. Like, hey, listen, I had egg whites for breakfast. What do you think about that? Yeah. Like, right? <laughs> so we're laughable. doing all of these things throughout the day. Like, let's just say that seriously was my day. Margaret's my nutrition coach, my nutrition coach. And I say, I cannot believe I had the grilled chicken. Yeah. Right? Like, what kind of conversations is it, would that even look like? But now I do have that cookie and I go, oh, gosh, I feel so horrible. I had that cookie. And again, yeah. it's looking at everything else throughout that. And I'm just laughing because... We want to be punished, it seems. Yeah. In a lot of our conversations, in a lot of the things that we say, we're looking for confirmation that either it's okay that I did this bad thing, or please punish me because I feel bad about what I did. Yeah. yeah. Because why, if that weren't true, then we wouldn't talk about the damn cookie. We would, we would, we would also focus on, I, I put too much milk in my cereal. I, yeah. oh, I ruined everything. It happened to me at the beginning. I was like, you know, um, I do commit into the three months with my coach. It's personally, it keeps me going. And then also once you, once you put in a little bit of money in, it mm -hmm. kind of, you're like, you I'm have a little stake in the game. I you have a little better skin. do it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, my first month, well, my, my, the first time I, when I was like, okay, I'm going to do this, I'm going to get back to where I was and trying to be better because I personally for me my nutrition coach is more the accountability side of it more than telling me what to eat and, and whatnot because I 
I, 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 you know, as coaches, we kind of know where we should be. But at the same time, it's not the same as having someone to help you and guide you and yeah. the accountability side of it. Yeah. Um, so when I was, I started working with her and my first thing was she started making all these questions and the, our first week is usually like a trial just to see where I'm at, how much I'm eating and what do we need to shift around. So, and, I, and I'm gonna be honest, I felt stupid the first week. I was like, why did I even pay for this? If, if, if I know what I should be doing and why am I spending all this money for someone to tell me something that I already know? And then it was humbling for me to say, okay, Margaret, you're just another person in the world. Put aside everything that you think you know and let her guide this ship. Mm -hmm. Be honest with her. Tell her what you're looking for, what you Be want. What you, yeah. And learn from her because mm -hmm. she's outside, you right. know? And, and just looking into something from the outside, it gives you perspective. Mm -hmm. It helps you. Um, for me, it was a very humbling moment to say, I'm not going to tell her what I want to listen. I'm going to listen to her because she's got something to tell me mm -hmm. about my current situation. Yeah. And then every week, you know, um, I have good weeks and bad weeks. And I'm like, oh man, I was doing so good. And then this week uh, I got invited to a potluck. Be smart about those choices because you're not throwing in everything away. You, there's simply, if you don't want to, if, you're, if you have goals and you want to keep on track, there are two simple things that you can do. You can either eat before going to the event, you know, things that will help. You, or, well, there are actually three. Eat before and just like go around everything that's happening on the event. Two, eat accordingly before and then leave enough room for fats and carbs, which is usually what we will find whenever we get to the event. Or if it's like a potluck or bring something, bring something that you know you can actually enjoy without busting everything you know so there are there are different ways to go around stuff and we you know those are the little things yeah 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 and it's about you know when like my doctor has put me on a pretty strict diet because we're working on healing my gut and my thyroid issues right now that are flaring that's cool. I'm looking, you know, I said to him, Oh, it was my birthday. My birthday was coming up. And I said, I really would love to have had a glass of wine. And, you know, this local restaurant was going to make me a special dessert. He said, fine, have it on your birthday and just get back to it the next day. It's, yep. it's not the end of the world. You can do that from time to time. And, and, and you need that for that social emotional yeah. connection. Also, it's not yeah. realistic mm -hmm. to think that you will avoid every social emotional nutritional, you know, incident in your life, you know, it's very interesting too. And in, in going back to Margaret's like potluck talk, I just had this conversation last week with somebody that I'm working with. And I said, you know, 
um, you have two choices. There's an event coming up. You either choose to eat at the event and honor it, or you choose to bring your own food and you honor that. And when I say honor your own food, let's talk about what that looks like. You bring your own food and Susie says, why did you bring your own food? Wait a minute. Are you on a diet? Why did you bring grilled chicken and a salad? No, no, no. We're getting pizza. No, we're getting pizza. Just have the pizza with us. Listen, Susie, I really, you know, I don't want the pizza. No, 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 no. Come on, come on, come on. You got to have the pizza with us. Now, you may not know Susie. Susie may not be a real thing. But tell me if you haven't experienced a conversation that looks like that. Somebody cuts a piece of cake and says, no, here, have the cake. Well, no, 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 I, 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 I don't want the cake. No, 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 come on, everyone else have the cake, have the cake, like, come on, what, what do you want, a diet? You don't want the cake? Why don't you want the cake? It's in those moments, too, that we have to be true to ourselves, right? Yeah. Because, unfortunately, what that person is trying to do, and they don't even know it, is they're looking for validation from you to eat their own mm -hmm. cake, right? Mm -hmm. And so it becomes a bit of a crusader on their part, and it's, it's no, I, nobody's doing this on purpose, I, I mean, you know, at least not in my mind. It's the same thing. You go into an office, you bring in something from the cafeteria. No one's going to bat it. Oh, I didn't know you got two pieces of pizza. I didn't know that they had pepperoni. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. But you go into the kitchen and you bring back your Tupperware of food and they, oh, what's that? Are you on a diet? Why did, why did you bring grilled chicken and broccoli? Now I, yep. I go to grilled chicken and broccoli, apparently a lot. I do eat that a lot. Right. But tell me if that's not more of a topic of conversation for you, then something that you brought up from the cafeteria. Yeah, absolutely. And here's, here's a pro, here's a pro tip. When you get the food pushers to say, you know what? I've just realized recently that doesn't agree with me. It doesn't work so well when they don't speak English. <laughs> well, Johnny, but you know, and I, I bring this up because let me ask you this. If, if I said to you, if you said, you know, Julie, you say here, Tiffany, it's my birthday. Come have cake with us. And I say, listen, Julie, that cake looks amazing. I have a nut allergy. Would you continue to push that cake on me? No. Nope. You would back off. Of course. And it's interesting. So then whenever they it. tell you to eat the pizza, yeah, just tell me you're I'm allergic. <laughs> <laughs> no, but 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 seriously, sometimes it's like you're being asked to do this, but if you say, Oh, listen, no, actually I can't have that because I have a nut allergy. Everyone okay, get the food. Okay, we're so sorry. You know what you know what I mean? Yeah. It's that mentality of like, I would never push food on somebody who had a nut allergy, but yet yep. I want you to eat the cake to make me feel better. Mm. You don't have an allergy, yep. you can eat the cake. You know, it's just a very interesting, and again, this is where this societal emotional connection mm -hmm. to say. Yeah. What I really wanted to mention uh, was how, how important also it is to work with a nutrition coach because nutrition in like in a bigger scale it also relates into how you're feeling but how you're feeling also transfers into um self-image self-esteem yeah that self-esteem exactly so it also comes down to how you're feeling your self-esteem and whenever you're saying like oh my god I need to lose 20 pounds. I gained 20 pounds in COVID. What what is that doing to you on your self-esteem, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's really complicated. 
And it's not about if you're not feeling well and you're not looking how you want to look, then you start eating out of frustration, out of emotions. And then what does that come afterwards? How are you feeling about what you ate? So it's all negative plus a negative plus a negative. It becomes a cycle. You feel like, you feel like your entire world is falling apart. Yeah. You know, and it's, 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 it's where it's, when you're working with a nutrition coach, it's not, it doesn't come down to someone telling you what to eat. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a global thing. Mm-hmm. It's emotions, it's goals, it's food, performance, you know? Yeah. Um, I do think it's, and it's like going, for example, I went to the doctor because I really injured my toe. And you would say, ah, the toe, it's not a big deal. Or at least that's what I said to myself. So I went to the doctor and they were like, oh, there's no fracture, but you do need to wear a boot. And then he told me, okay, it's going to be $75 for the boot. And in my insights, I was actually thinking, should I pay $75 for something I'm pretty sure I'm not going to (laughs) wear? And then it wasn't a nano boot. (laughs) <laughs> no it wasn't I wish it was but then and we try and we tend to do this to ourselves my mom when I when I called my mom and I was like hey look the doctor wanted me to wear the boots because of my toe well hours later we figured out it was it, I do have a fracture so the boot is a must but when before he actually told me I didn't have a fracture and he told me I needed to use the boot I was hesitant about it yeah. I called my mom and I was like, oh, I don't really know if I should buy the boots. It's like 75 bucks and I don't know if I'm going to actually use it. And she was like, she made me a question that I was like, oh my God. She she asked me, if this would have been your kid, would you would be hesitant about buying the boot for your kid? And I would be, I would definitely buy it. You know how we tend to take care more of other people than actually right. ourselves. Our, right. our self-care tends to be our last priority. <clears throat> and I, you know, I've said to people, your health is not an expense. It's an investment. It's an investment That's in building the house you're living in, in good, solid form. And, you know, the other thing to your, to your point of um, self-esteem and, and self-image, we will take care of things we love. Right. Things we don't like, things we hate, we tend to just let go. And when we say that over and over to our body, to ourselves about, I hate my stomach, I hate my body, I hate, you know, it, it, it in- reinforces that negative self-talk and that negative feeling. And it makes us not want to take care of it. Yeah. And we're looking for others to sort of not take care of it too. Yeah. Or to validate that. No, no, no. You're okay. The way you are, you don't need to change. And then we say, okay, it's fine. But we carry a lot of those Facebook posts come through. Yeah. Because of the world that we just experienced for a year and plus a lot of things probably changed within us for various reasons. Gyms were closed down, things like that. Grocery stores, et cetera, et cetera. We're coming out of this period. And to me, it's like a, it's like planting a new seed. Mm-hmm. How do you want your garden to grow? And I had this conversation with somebody, right? Because again, we just experienced something nobody knows 
we don't know what it, we've never experienced. Not, not one person experienced COVID the way we've experienced it. Now, if we take that as a segment in our lives and in our journeys, what seed are you planting today? And what do you want to grow? You know, because if it's something a little bit more true to yourself, if it's your self-esteem, you know, and, and again, when we look at self-esteem, we're going to focus probably on that 20 pounds has very little to do with the 20 pounds. Where did that number even come from? It has probably more to do with the fact that maybe we feel isolated. Maybe we're feeling lonely. Maybe we're feeling like we can't, you know, maybe we're feeling not productive. Maybe we're missing that social connection. It, it's not just 20 pounds. It's not yeah. just that one thing. Mm -hmm. And I think the message here too, that we're all trying to suggest is that hire the coach. You hire people all the time, as we said before. A coach, especially, you know, of course, the four of us, because we all know each other. We all we all know what we can do for each other, sure. right? Try it out. You literally have nothing to lose. Mm -hmm. Now, if 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 you know, if I'm being honest, what what would it look like to work with you, Julie? I know you kind of talked about that a little bit. Um, what kind of what kind of people do you like? Or do you do the, do you want to help? Should I? The, the people who I work with tend to be women over 40 whose bodies are changing in this period of life of perimenopause and menopause. And it's a time when we feel like strangers in our own body and weight shifts and it's harder to lose and things that used to work don't work anymore. And we get to a point at this stage of our lives where we have put everyone else first and we've worked all those crazy hours and all of a sudden we're feeling overwhelmed, a little bit frustrated, maybe even ashamed that our bodies have gotten to this point and we, we wanna do something, but we just don't even know where to start anymore. And it, it just all feels like too much. And and I, I love to work with women in that position because you know it the big question I always ask is what would this look like if it were easy right and we simplify and we break it down until as a matter of fact my one of my recent clients said to me you know when we first started working together I really wasn't sure because it didn't feel like I was doing anything all these all these things that I've been working on have been so small and so simple. It just didn't feel like it was even anything worthwhile. And, you know, three months later, it's like, I can't believe, you know, I've lost, I think she lost 24 pounds. And she said, wow. and I, you know, and I, and I, and I think about food differently and I enjoy the food that I'm eating. And I, and I look at myself, I, I'm not afraid to look at myself in the mirror anymore. And I, I like what I see now. And I, even though I'm not the size and shape I wanted to be, or I think I'm eventually going to be, but I, I don't mind anymore. You know, she said that I know I can do this. And it's just, it's so, I'm getting goosebumps now just yeah. talking about it because it's For just sure. so cool to watch that transformation. This isn't about a diet. This is about your life. Johnny, what about for you? So for me, my avatar is between 23 and 35 or early 20s to mid 30s. And the reason for that uh, is a few reasons. One, because I can connect with uh, that profile a little easier, but also because that's kind of the state of going through university. I've had a lot of experience postgrad and then early career or change in career. 
Um, in the United States and throughout the world, there are so many people that change careers, that go into a sort of job or in a lifestyle that later they find out it's not serving them. So that's where I come in and that's where I want to serve and change, prosper their not only purpose, but also towards who they want to be. I wanted to add in too, we were talking about accountability. One of the things that my clients have been loving is that after we finish, if they want, you know, a certain set period of time, you know, I used to, I worked with a personal trainer for years and you don't work with a personal trainer because you all of a sudden you, you know what to do and you don't need the trainer anymore. I mean, I knew what to do. I was an athlete most of my young life. And, but I work with a trainer because I want that accountability. I want that check-in and I want that person to push me just a little bit more than I would push myself. Well, sometimes a lot more in his case, but that's what I wanted. Um, and so accountability coaching is also a really great thing. If you, you have a good idea of what to do, you know, like in Margaret's case, you, you, you already have a good idea of what works with your body, but you need just that little extra push. And so we do that ongoing accountability coaching because it helps. It just helps keep you focused. I currently do not have much experience um, coaching. I have been helping um, some of my friends achieve different things, mainly, you know, my friends on the gym that they're you get the typical answers that, hey, I show up every day, but I, the scale is not moving and all that. And then you kind of figure out that it's mainly what they're eating and the stress levels at work, especially now with COVID and all that. For me, it's very important to do exercise because personally, it's more like, and I'm talking about myself, it's more of a mental thing than a physical thing. Mm -hmm. um, and I know for a lot of people also, it's like that one hour of your day where you really unplug from all the chaos on everyone's life. So being able to be with them at the gym and, and being accountable for them and guide them through, you're doing this, now we should try to do this, you know, and then the food. And I like to encourage people also like the meal prep, um, and I'm helping some of some of my friends with with my my personal meal prep. I'm very organized, so I I do plan ahead, and I do like my my shopping list and um, like the instructions and everything. So I do like to help them on how to prepare for the for the week. At the accountability side of it is mainly my I would say my forte. You know, like just being there moving forward in order for them to slowly understand that it's a global thing. It's not only what you do at the gym, but also what you do at home at work with your friends. But yeah, hoping, hoping to start getting new clients. Um, I'm open to working almost with anyone. Um, I've been helping a lot of my mom's friends also, which is definitely a different it's mainly like the people Julie is working with um, and I'm very new at it. So I'm also very grateful that they're very patient with me, you know, and, and that they're open to experiment with me um, they trust you. in the journey. Yeah, they do. Thank you. Yeah. How about you, Tiffany? Well, so when we're talking about nutrition coaching, you know, the, the first group of people that I, I identify working with 
and I say first group and I'll get to that. Um, but I think for me, I love to work with the younger athletes and I'm talking more middle school, high school. The reason for that is they're already doing so much and their parents are probably doing so much for them to be at a certain level. And a lot of things that I'm seeing, they totally negate their nutrition or they do what Jimmy's doing. Well, he buys a protein shake. I probably need to buy a protein shake. And this is the parents context of it too, right? But I also believe, um, and you would find this in my house too, there's such an opportunity with the youth. And if you can help guide them to understand their body now, you might save them a whole world of issues later in their life. Mm -hmm. If they learned, I mean, Margaret, you were an athlete. What if I said, Margaret, let's pay attention to your nutrition and see if it helps your game. Would you have been interested in that? Definitely. Would that have been a conversation I, that did anyone have that conversation with you? Never, never, ever. Because, because when you look at the youth population, Margaret, go run 90 minutes on a soccer field. Hell yeah, I'm doing it. I've done it. Oh, you want me to go practice after? I'll do that too. I'm 16. Yeah. Oh, and then after yeah. that, I'm going to go do four hours of homework. And then in the morning, I'm going to wake up at five and I'm going to go run laps for my soccer game in the evening. You, I think because in that age group, they can do so much it's even more of a consideration at that point. You have to pay that much more attention to it. If you are a young athlete, if you were listening to this and you have an athlete at home and it's a female and she's missing her period, time out, not okay. This is not a conversation people are having that I'm aware of. So for yeah. me, again, that population I gravitate towards because I feel like if I can help you now, you know, at the age of, I don't know, 12 to, you know, 18, how much better throughout your life will you be yeah. for the rest of your life? And so that's what drives me towards that particular group. Now, I've had other opportunities come to me. And I've also found a little passion towards working with, um, you know, I work with a different, I, I'm a nutrition consultant for um, people, they suffer from traumatic brain injuries and there's a company that helps them. Okay, I won't get into it, but anyways, I found such a passion in that, helping people in that way, right? And nutrition may be not the biggest thing um, that they're seeking, but it has everything to do with it too, mm -hmm. you know? I had, I'm working with a new client now who's an older woman and she's so worldly and we've been able to connect on a more spiritual type of type of way. And that to me is, is so nourishing also. So, you know, I'm, I'm having all these doors sort of open up and, and people, and then and, and again, to me, it's the law of attraction. I have an open door for this and people are coming through. So I guess my message is this, you're not alone. There's always somebody out there to help and support. And if you are seeking a coach, Find the one that will guide you. Find the one that will walk beside you when you need it. Perhaps carry you when you need it. And give you a longer leash, so to speak, when you need it. 
Well, I, I think something else important to remember is that we've all talked about the, the people we generally work with. It doesn't mean we wouldn't work with someone else. Right. And so if you, find, if you find a coach you really like, you follow them, you watch them on social media, maybe somebody refers you to them, and you see them say, I work with you know, people from 23 to 35, I work with young athletes, I, I work with it. It doesn't mean they won't work with you. If you really like them, it's still worth exploring and they probably still can help you. Because ideally it's about identifying. It's about, yeah, it's about the relationship. Yeah. Right, right. It has more to do with the relationship than the tasks or, yes. or what have you. Yeah. We know when something we talk about all the time as oh, nutrition yeah. coaches and and you know like we said before and and to bring up you know the, the beginning of the podcast yes we are nutrition coaches no that doesn't mean that we're selling ourselves it's more just a conversation to have and if any of this identifies with you then it's pure it's us offering you a coach that there is a coach out there for you and while it might not be any of us that's okay if we have helped make you become 1% better, right? Because that's our aim. If you have become 1% better today by even thinking a coach might work for me, I might want a coach. I don't want a coach now, but perhaps in a month I'll want a coach. We're just helping drive that 1% towards you. And I think that that's what this conversation has really been more about. This podcast was produced by Margaret, Julie, Tiffany, and myself. Keep updated for the latest deep health, nutritious conversations. If you're already successful in the health and well-being industry, a coach, practitioner, trainer, marketer, the esoteric, and other related career passions with a thriving business and have an interesting story, we'd love to hear from you. 